0: Now, my only job is to keep going. As long as I keep going, I get it. So it's like, I, I tell someone, what if you knew at the end of this, you have a billion dollars? Would you would you go through this fight? Would you go through this struggle? Would you go through the hard time? If you knew it, right? And everybody's like, yeah, of course, right? I'm like, all right, good. Your destiny is written. Like, whatever that is, it's there. It's willed by the universe, by the Lord, by everything. It's there. All you gotta do is keep going. So you gotta get back in the arena. Let's go! You're listening to... The Heat Fluence Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the second chance coach for men, Michael David Huey.
1: Guys, welcome to another session of the Heat Fluence Podcast. My name is Michael David Huey, and uh, I'm, I'm super excited every single day when I do this. And my guest today, uh, Michael and I, we were just praying before and chatting, and, and I feel like I know Michael really well. Uh, but i'm excited i said to him I'm excited for people to get to know him better it was really funny i i i shit. i was up at the i was at the gym this morning my wife and i were were driving home from spending time with my father last night and i just had paid to have my jeep detailed right and, and and of course we have bugs in florida but man i had never seen so many bugs in my entire life like you couldn't see five feet in front of you and i'm like man i just paid all this money to have my jeep detailed and then when we got out, then they all came in the Jeep. So on the way home, I'm, and I'm batting all these, these these gnats and stuff, and you can hear them buzzing and stuff. And I'm like, really? But you know what? It's the mindset of what you make out of it. So my wife and I, we just started laughing, right? And so when I got up this morning, she's like, oh, you're going to have fun on the way to the gym, killing all these bugs, right? And, and I got in. As soon as I opened the door, I could hear them buzzing. So... Um, you, you are what you make of your day, right? So if you, 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 you know, this is the day the Lord has made, we rejoice and we're glad in it. And we're, and we're excited about that. And so um, my guest today, uh, Michael Faber, he is the founder and CEO of Unleash You Now. And I love it because he's a brand guy, right? You can see if you're what, maybe you're listening to this on iTunes or one of the uh, platforms that, that you can only hear us but if you can see us and you'll go to YouTube and you can see Michael and I, you can see that we're both pretty big on our brand. You know, it, it's funny when we talk about brand, um, I, 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 HeFluence was developed to work with men and then I had all these women saying, well, what about us, right? And my wife was like, well, we, we have to so that's and, and during I was sharing with Michael um, of how I met my new coach during a 21-day fast and how we got on to on zoom thinking that we were <laughs> he was interviewing a podcast I thought I was interviewing him for him to hire me right and we ended up hiring each other so you, you never know what, what you're jumping on a call but today we are actually here to do a podcast interview and, and I like you know what's really good about Michael is is that he he's a giver gives a lot of content he, he, he gives a lot of value to people he's an encourager I love what he says he says in four months he built a six-figure business. With no ad spend, uh, no website, and no email marketing, right? And 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 I love it. He's the king of organic sales and and and, our, and organic leads, and I love that because I've learned a lot from Michael about how he. I, I believe this: if you're not learning and growing, you're dying, right? And 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 I and I said this to him. You know, you, your mindset is is I have a kingdom mindset, so I want to bring people on that have a kingdom mindset and. And maybe it's not identical to mine, but their mindset is the same in the way that they want to influence people, create a different life for people, create, allow, Michael I were about, I said, allow people to dream again, to fulfill their destiny and their calling. And so today I'm super excited to welcome my friend. And, and I, we've been talking about doing this for a while, which is funny. And now we finally… We finally get to do it. So, welcome, my friend Michael Faber, to the Heath Williams podcast. Oh my
0: goodness! I'm so one. I'm just one. I'm honored that you would have me. Two. I'm happy to be here. I've been like low key stalking your show, <laughs> just waiting for the opportunity to get on it. So uh, when you when you uh, when you were kind enough to open the door, I was I was jumping through it. Uh, I love what you do and what you stand for. And uh, like you said, it's even even if you don't agree 100. percent, I think. Too often now, we think we have to agree with everyone all the way. And if we don't, then we can't have any kind of relationship. And even if you're not, I don't think anyone's the same. I don't agree with myself all the time. So I'm definitely not agreeing with anyone else all the time. But my thing is, I love that you stand in your conviction and what you believe for and what, and, and like what you're about and how you'll, you portray that, but not in a way that's forceful or pushy, but in a way that's like enlightening. And, that. and that's why I, I'm happy to be here. And I love appreciate what
1: you do. I appreciate that. And, and I think that that's, I think that's what people need now. Like, you know, um, it, my pastor says this the other day, he said, you know, faith is, is, is the substance of things go for, but the evidence of things not seen, but it's, it, it's, it's believing and knowing that our we're striving to make an impact in people's lives. And, and so um, I, as I said before, I feel like I know Michael a little bit, um, and we we, we we message back and forth and encourage each other. I try to jump on i don 't I, I don't follow a lot of people on Facebook or I know I have I, I unfriend about four or five hundred people a month <laughs> because I, 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 because of what Michael just said because I want you know um, I was in a, I was in a John Maxwell coaching thing, and he said something that impacted me and this was this was years ago, and i 've been following him. Um, if you've never heard my story about John Maxwell, he pastored a church that I went to when I was five years old and, 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 I found out, I kept saying, I kind of suppressed Michael. I kind of suppressed a lot of my childhood because I grew up in an alcoholic family. And so I suppressed a lot of that. And I kept saying to myself that I knew who John Maxwell was. And then one day I heard him talk about pastoring a church in Lancaster, Ohio. And I was like, wow. And then they, he showed a picture of a blue bus that actually drove by my house every day and picked me up, and then all this, all these memories came back, right? And wow. uh, and he said this. He said, "Garbage in, garbage out," right? Like garbage in, garbage out. Protect your ears, protect your heart, protect your mouth. Michael and I were just talking about, you know, out of the heart, the mouth proceeds, right? So whatever is in your heart comes out of your mouth. And and everybody has a difference of opinion of you know of that. But I, I told Michael, I have an opinion of what God's word says, right? So I gotta. I got to stand with that if I'm gonna stand if I'm if I'm not going to agree with everybody in the world there's one person that I can't agree with and that's him and so I believe that I'm excited to hear Michael's story so so Michael do this tell me about tell the tell the audience about Michael like who he is where he came from he's got one of the best beards ever if you guys are watching on if you're not if you're listening he's a beard guy he's got this awesome looking beard um, and and it's kind of funny. Michael has a, a kind of a more of a reddish beard right Michael and, and it's funny I don't tell people this but when I grow mine out it turns red. That's why I always laugh when nice. people say like you have dark hair but I said well if I grew this out you would see I would look like, like Michael. So, so Michael so tell us about Michael and, and tell us about your past and everything so we can kind of get cool. to know.
0: This is a long journey. I don't know if we have <laughs> enough, enough time. Uh, okay. uh, Michael Michael's a constant learner and giver. I, I believe in uh, value given right? Uh, you said something before we went live about giving 80, right? Give 80%. And I love that. I'm, I'm a firm believer in give, 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 as much as you can. I, it's one of the reasons why I'm the worst one-on-one salesman ever. Because as soon as you say a problem or issue or something, I'm just like, let's fix it. Like, let's solve, let's solve, let's solve. So literally like Unleash You Now will not let me do one-on-one sales calls with anyone because they know what will happen. I'll just be on there for like four hours talking about working through their problem, right? So uh, it, it's interesting that we have that in common, uh, but really the road wasn't always like this. Uh, I always tell people like, whatever your current situation is, whoever you currently are in your mind, right, is not your final, right? Like Trent Young says your current situation is not your final destination, right? Like your current being isn't your final being as long as you don't let it, right? And, and thank the Lord for that. Because uh, right, my first 20 years were, I was, I was the villain in my story. I was in trouble. I got a lot of fights. I'm uh, like you. I, I, had a, I had a rocky youth uh, in that aspect. My brothers won the 22 year a day that served the country that took his own life. That when I was like 10 years old. Um, and I come from a very military family. And we don't express hurt, right? Because that's unmanly. Yep. So it was, you hold that hurt in and you're angry. You're not hurt. And, uh, so then throughout my childhood, it was a bunch of times where I was hurt, but I held it in and made it anger. And when you can't express your pain, you want people to feel it because we always want to be heard. Now, sometimes it's not necessarily through words. Our actions will make us heard. And so I got in a lot of fights, got in a lot of trouble, uh, lost a bunch, lost a bunch of teeth. Right. I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily good at fighting. I just said I did it. Right. And, um, uh, until I was 20 years old and I say, like, I always say this, the, the Lord is going to send you messages and whatever you call it, you can call it universe, winds, trees, whatever you want to call it, we believe in something, I I call it God, Um, and he's going to send you messages, and the more you ignore them, the louder they get, right, and uh, so at 20 years old, I'm facing like 20 plus years in jail, and I find out I'm having a daughter, and I was like, this was the good Lord screaming at me, (laughs) like, pay attention now, or you'll not have the opportunity to kind of moment, right, and uh, so I did, I, I said, I have to change, right? Because I didn't want my daughter to have to visit me in jail or see me dead. And on the path I was going, both were very likely. So at 20 years old, packed up everything I had and uh, drove off. And I moved to a great state called Delaware. You know why? Because no one knows where it is. I figured if, <laughs> if I got in trouble in Delaware, I deserved it, you know what I mean? Like- <laughs> That's for sure, that's so funny. That's anyway, funny. I went away because no one knows where it is. And, um, and good news, when I came to Delaware, I never got in trouble again. <laughs> but the, uh, right? but the, uh, the, the part, it's like the villain part of my story wasn't even the worst. Uh, the next 10 years was the worst part of my story. And it was, I was waiting for someone to save me. Like, I didn't understand that you have to be the hero of your story. The good Lord can save you, but you got to do it, right? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, he gave free Absolutely.
1: will. You, Michael, you, right. hit, it's, it's, you hit the nail on the head because I, I say this all the time because it, the, the Bible says no one comes to him, but he draws them but God will never force himself into your life. I say this like this, the the difference between what separates religion from a true relationship with Christ is that God would have never had to become a man and die a Breduduth if everybody went to heaven, right? And so that acceptance of, I get goosebumps when I think about it, that acceptance is, is it says he stands at the door of your heart and knocks what you just talked about all your life. And unless I invite him in, he's never going to force himself to, to, to come into our life. My, my I didn't force my wife to marry me. I mean, thank God she yeah. uh, But All good things. And he says it. He said, um, he he chooses us. He he woos us, but then we have to accept him. We have to invite him into our life, right? Because nobody, I'm not going to force myself to be friends with Michael, right? Michael doesn't have to force himself to be friends with me. I get a choice. I get free will. I can say, I want to be friends with Michael or I don't want to be friends with Michael. So thank you for saying that. That's awesome. I love that.
0: Right. And uh, no, you're 100% true. It's so right. Uh, is that They'll be there. You got to let them, right? And, it's, and, and and no longer can we relate that to the Lord, but we can relate that to people, right? Like when people say, I feel alone. Well, you're only alone if you make yourself because there are people there, like literally my number and email are posted everywhere, like public, anybody can call me at any time. Yep. I'm, and I'm good with that because I want people to know they're not truly alone. They're only alone if they make themselves alone. Right? And for, all, for so long, I was like, why doesn't anyone care? Why doesn't anyone care? And it was because I wasn't opening up for people to care. I had to do my part of the equation. Good. All right. So I became, I became infatuated with material. All right, I made a bunch of money, bought a big house, bought a fancy car. All right. Like I was the sticker child for like everybody to make fun of somebody. <laughs> I, had the, I had the white Cadillac Escalade, all tinted out. I had spinning rims. Right? Boom, there, boom,
1: boom.
0: Oh, my goodness. Six 12 inch <laughs> subwoofers in the back. <laughs> right. And and that you thing could be a heart of
1: that You just made me think of last night, you know, my about, <laughs> about once a month. My wife will will say, Hey, you know, I'd like some ice cream, right? And I and I'm and you know, happy wife, happy life, right? And mm-hmm. and it's a once a month thing, right? So we pull into this place and there's another Jeep I have I just bought a brand new, fully loaded up twenty. Nice, Jeep, yes. And this guy's got one jacked up and I can't even hear, <laughs> like, because <laughs> so it made me think of of that, No, they're like, right. That, that it was like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. It yeah. was like
0: it. And uh, no longer could you not hear. You thought you might have a heart attack in it because it was a (laughs) heart rattle. And that wasn't even the worst part. The worst part is I wore, like, matching velour suits every day. Like, I had 10 of them. I wore one every day. This logo matched my undershirt, all right? So I was really cool. I had matching Timberlands and matching Kango hats on every day. And none of my friends told me I was the most ridiculous looking person on earth, <laughs> not a single friend, right? Not a single friend told me I had to be the most ridiculous person on earth with red hair and a, I had a mini red beard at that point, not, not this gigantic thing. Um, so that's the, that's the person I am. I'm, I'm the epitome of fake, right? And I'm so fake, I'm hitting fake golf balls in my yard, right? The little plastic ones, yeah. which by the way, when you have a killer slice hitting fake plastic that's golf bad. balls in your yard doesn't help. doesn't help it at all. I learned that the hard way after doing it for years. Uh, So I actually had to do something else to change it. It was crazy. So uh, I'm hitting fake golf balls in my yard and one of my best friends called me. He calls me and says he's having a little problem with his wife, he's having having a bad time. I'm like, ah, dude, you know, we all get in fights with our wife. It's all right, just go home, talk it out, make it right kind of thing, right? Not really listening, I'm playing, I'm hitting fake golf balls. And the next day I get the call that says uh, one of my best friends took his own life. It was the second time suicide hit me real close. And that was when, you know, they say, uh, pain is when your reality shatters. And struggle is when you refuse to create a new reality, right? That's why pain is inevitable. It's struggle is a choice kind of thing. Yep. Uh, I forget who said that, but it's, uh, I agree with it. Uh, but it's not me. I'm not trying to take care of it for someone else's stuff. Uh, so, man, I shatter, right? Because this false life I built came crumbling down. And it was evident to everybody, including myself, right? Well, I don't know if it was evident to everybody, but it, it was to me. And that so it that matter. made me think everybody, right, matter, right? Yeah. right? Right, right, right. So uh, I find myself on a beach with a gun in my mouth and I'm gonna end my life. And a picture of my daughter falls out of my pocket. All right, right, thank God. Uh, because even though it made me cry, like I never cried before, uh, and it opened me up to so many things that are a all the times. Uh, you know, my, when my brother died, uh, my boys died in high school. Uh, one of my buddies died right after it. Um, and then Carter died. And then since then my boy Ferris and Wig died. But. Uh, it made me realize like how much I held in and how broken I really like how much I wasn't whole, right? And I set on this journey to figure out and find me, right? One of the biggest laughs ever. Find yourself. Like I was hiding out there. <laughs> and, like I was like, hold on, let me look behind this tree. Oh, dang, I'm not there. Hold on. The only on. Keep person going.
1: you're really hiding from when, when you do that and, and is, is God. Like God, you know, all right, all right. It's, it's, I don't know if you've seen, There's a there's a series on Michael, right now, that I don't know if you've watched it or not, if you haven't, and I've, I've said this once before and, and to my listeners, there's a series called The Chosen that's about the life of Jesus and it's gonna be a part of like a s eight part series, but in each part has eight parts in it. And there's one there where Nicodemus is hiding from God. And I'm like, dude, do you you're really? Like you think you're hiding from him? He knows you're right around the corner. <laughs> like, you know, come on. We're not the only He's person we're hiding you. from when we hide is from God. So it's right. like, really
0: Right. And it's like the attempt to hide from you, from God, like your vision, the vision of yourself in God's eyes. You're trying to hide from that. Yeah. And what's crazy is when I did that to hide from it is when I found it. Because, right. Because I learned when I was a punk, right. Until 20 years old, I was a punk. We don't have to lie and try to be nice. I was a punk. <laughs> and uh, I learned, I created Oops. that guy. I knew. A lot yeah. Of right. Him. Hey, I was one of them. You didn't <laughs> know me, but I was it. Yep. You definitely wouldn't have liked me to 20. Right? I didn't like myself. But uh, it was, I created that guy, like I forged him, right? I had the opportunity to create anyone I wanted, right? That's the good Lord gave me that ability. I free will, right? I can create who I am, but I didn't know that. And then when I was the damsel in the stress needed saving, I created that person, right? I made it where it was all fake, right? It was about price tags and dollar bills and bank accounts, things that no one cares about, right? Because n- no one gives a dang how much my car costs. No one, no one cares, right? Unless they're paying the bill, then they care right so and it was like so it was so like freeing and empowering at the same time because i figured out who do i want to be and i can create that person what do i want my legacy to be about how do i want to be remembered how did i care how did i love right like at the basic person we break this down is the greatest the greatest thing of any individual is to love and be loved right and i'm like how am i doing that so and that 2011 uh that's when this journey began and uh i started coaching and speaking uh, I still had businesses and stuff, but I, I was—I always say I was for a purpose then. Everything, everything switched. And, and me and you are both thrivers. We both went to Thrive. Love Cole, okay. right? Love what he's about, and what he does. But he says that thing. It's like when life shifts towards purpose, oh, it's a game changer, yeah. right? Like it changes everything. So, 2011, I've—I I've, embraced me, and it was me with the Lord, me with myself, me with my true identity, me with my belief. And and and, and then life since 2011. Even though I've went through pain, don't get me wrong. Pain is inevitable. We all get that. Yep. but the best part of my life so far, every, every day this is it's
1: great because I'm not what I
0: was. And I know what pain that was.
1: That's awesome. Um, so you have a family, I'm guessing. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you, you're okay. right. Um, wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. Talk about that. Talk about how that came into like you have wife, kids. Talk about that a little bit.
0: Oh, the, uh, the, the, the daughter, um, I always say, I always say everybody gets mad at me. There's two things I say that everybody gets mad at me. One, I found my true love, my first true love when I was three years old and it was a basketball, right? right. Everybody gets mad at me when I say that, but oh. that that was like therapy to me, right? Like oh. I, I was hurt. I want to play basketball. right? Like I was mad. I want to play you basketball. If
1: Michael Jordan, he might say the same thing. So you're- Right,
0: right. I mean, until 10th grade. Before that, it was baseball. Uh, I was horrible at baseball, so it was never my thing, right? But I played it just because you, know, you, you play every sport. But- um, it was, and then the other thing I say is uh, my daughter multiple times when she was born, uh, she saved my life and became my life. All right. When she was born, it was like that was it. Like I held her in my hand the first time she was little and- uh,
1: How old is she now, Michael?
0: Six, 16.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Which is fun.
1: You just have one? mm
0: mm-hmm. okay. I have one daughter. Awesome. 16 years old. Um, she's exciting. 16 is a fun age.
1: Yeah. My, my, bro- <laughs> my brother-in-law has two twin 16-year-olds. Oh Lord! <laughs> no.
0: Whew.
1: Yeah, yeah, the Lord gives him that's some awesome. strength. That's
0: awesome. No, but um, yeah. so so she saved my life and became my life. And then and then listen, when i was sitting on the beach thinking about being extremely selfish, self-centered, right? Uh, she saved my life again, and uh, and uh, I'll it's that's why I always, I always tell her like I you saved my life, so you're my life. Like you're it. Like I, I everything to that point after I owe to her because that's what gave me strength, courage. The ability to face, right? Because sometimes it's not easy to face who you are. No. All right, and I mean, still sometimes now it's hard to face who I am. Sometimes when there's an argument or something, or I realize that I was on the wrong side of something. This is like, dang.
1: It's not like I was that guy. No. Yeah, it's not fun. That that it's funny you bring that up because um, I I I mark time frames and stamps in my life like. uh, Things that happen, you know, you know, I got saved at 11 years old, and and um, and and I mean, everybody used to, you know, they, they said, "Oh, here comes Jesus!" Right? Like that's what. And and you know what? At the time, I didn't realize how uh, influential that was. But now, as I know that people come to know the Lord through what I offer as a person now, and I'm and I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not person. I've I've i I've I I say this, you said it's been great every day. I'd say 2020, which if you look at the world's view of it, as I'm looking at my window here today, um, the world's view of it is 2020 has been like for most people, the worst year of their life. Right? Like it's, for me, it's been the best year of my life. I moved, um, I moved into this big house on the water, you know, Mm, God, only God could do that. I say there's just times in my life, like when my, when I married my wife, like, um, you know uh, the Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing, finds favor with God. Well, that you only have that if you believe it, mm-hmm. right? If you know that, you know, God says that I'll never lie. he will never leave me and never forsake me. So those are things that I can stand on. I can stand mm-hmm. on his promises and know that God gifted me. And we, Michael and I talked about this before we got on, you know, gift God, God entrusts us with things. He entrusts us with gifts and talents and that and i read a little quote to uh, to michael before we got started about destiny and it's funny he brings this up because if you think about what and, and i'm going to share it as we're on here because i think it's important from what michael just said is that you know when you look at really where you are and you've been gifted these gifts and talents that michael was has been ta- has been talking about it's where your destiny becomes and, and and my pastor said this destiny is a personalized life calling god has purposed us, all of us listening, and equipped us to fulfill in order to bring him the greatest glory. It's not about us, right? And to achieve the greatest growth of his kingdom, right? And so we've been gifted all these things like Michael's daughter's picture falling out when he's about ready to take his life. You know, um, it's it's sad because I've recently lost three friends to cancer and and I couldn't help them. They wouldn't let me help them. Could I have helped them? Yes, I believe I could have. Because I'm. That's some, I told Michael. There's things that you won't hear me talk about that I'm doing right now. That that I would be a target, right? But I know that I can't. My identity is not in the things that I can, I couldn't control. They're in the things that I can control, right? And so, um, so so Michael, t- t- tell me this. Tell me what you do to stay grounded. Like, what are some things? Like for me, it's really funny as we were talking. Um, I usually put my phone on, on, on do not disturb. And I just did that because my two accountability partners were sending me their morning, uh, declarations and things that they're doing. And cause we hold ourselves accountable. So I think accountability is a massive thing, right? A massive thing. So tell me some things that you do to stay accountable and some things that you do to continue to keep yourself grounded because you, we all know we're men, Right. And, and we can gravitate back towards some of those things that we know uh, that we used to think our identity was in, or that we felt like our identity was in that. So what are some things that maybe you do to keep yourself rooted and grounded and, and, and focused? And then I want, and then I want you to talk, you know, after that, some things that you're doing right now that, that, you know, other people can learn from you, things that you're doing, giving value and how you have built a successful business by doing that. But just tell me some things you do to stay rooted and grounded.
0: Oh, uh, that's a great question and super important, right? And, and it's super important for two reasons. One, I mean, it, keep, it keeps you focused on the prize, right? It keeps you focused on what you're really going after, right? Because we always say like ca- cause is bigger bigger than us all, right? The cause of what we're doing. And that's the reason why uh, Unleash You Now used to be named CMF. You know, CMF it was Coach my favorite. And I couldn't stand that. And I didn't want it named after me. You talked about John Maxwell earlier. I mean, I'm a huge John Maxwell fan. Uh, so, uh, and he's the John Maxwell company, right? Yeah. J-M-T DNA. And it's to, to that aspect, when it, when it happens, like at some point, we all, we, all, we all have one Annie we have to pay in this life. And that's the end of it, yep. right? And what happens to the cause of that, of his business? Because are people going to hear, you know, Mike or Rick or like the other guys that are below him? I don't know. But I know the cause of that mission, of that, of that business is huge. And I don't want to see it go when I go. So uh, it went unleash you now because it was bigger than me, right? And I, so I think it's important no longer so we keep our focus, but also so we know we're human. I think all too often when we start drifting. We start getting real ego and superego involved, yeah. right? And start putting ourselves on this fake mountain. And the problem is when that, when that all crumbles, and it will, the effect it can have on the person, literally, I'm sitting on the beach with a gun, because this mountain that I created was fake, and it, and it crumbled, right? So it's, it's making sure that you're not building on a fake mountain, so then the lows aren't so low, right? It's, I would rather go like this than go like this, right? And, for the first, all right? and there was a good decade where I was doing this repeatedly, and it was, crazy. It was just tiresome. It was wearing on my soul. Not. Now the lows, you're right. Now the lows, yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm like, I feel like someone told you something about me. I don't like that. I don't like those <laughs> rides. Uh, but like this is so much better. And, and that's been my life for the last 10 years. Some, it's much more still the gradual climb. Sometimes not as fast as I want, of course. But sometimes I'm impatient. I'm human, right? But it's still the climb. It's not the fall, right? And so uh, some of the things, uh, we, we do this thing, uh, the system, the community we have, the Unleash You Now, the Unleashed we call it we have the system where it's three things we want of everyone that's in this all right? it's one lift us up because at times we need help to get like at times we need to be lifted up all right uh build us up at times we need to be built up right we need a platform so we can get a little higher so build that help us build that and the third thing is check 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 us to keep us all Right, because if we don't get checked we can't get kept because i'm not always right as hard as it is to believe Right. <laughs> but, and Thank and God. no longer, right, right. And no longer do we want to do that to each other, but we want to do that to ourselves. We got to lift ourselves up. Sometimes we got to build ourselves up sometimes and we got to check ourselves to keep ourselves up. And if we're not doing that, we're leaving ourselves open for the trap. Right. And so those are some things we do. And now, what does that look like? Or some of the tangible things you said it, uh, having night, having good accountable people in your life, right? People that will reach out to you daily, weekly, monthly, right? Uh, communication is key. Regular communication is even better, right? Um, it's about proclaiming goals and holding yourself to them, even daily things. And and they don't have to be like, my thing, I think when people hear goals, they think they have to be some extravagant, like you cleared the mountain thing. But listen, when I was going through it, uh, sometimes my goal was get out of bed. Just get out of bed, Mike, right? Like, because that was a step in the right direction. Right, yeah. Yeah, because don't, don't hit the snooze a million times, right? Like,
1: there's, be there's willing. There's a thing as a snooze, Mike? Okay, yeah, that now.
0: there is. <laughs> right? And I think one of the things all too often we get, uh, I know he, he, people talk about the why, and I think your why is extremely important. I'm not going to knock sure. it. All right? I think it's extremely important, but I think we're getting taught the why in a wrong way. We're getting taught the why is because they're thinking the why is for the battle. The why isn't for the battle. Us as human beings, our, our instinctive reaction at a certain point is to fight for us, To fight for what we love and care about that's our. that's instinct that's in us like that's part of our computer programming your why isn't for that your why is for the next day when you get your butt whooped right and yeah yeah, you know you you just got your butt whooped that day in the arena because we're all in the arena right uh uh, when i say us all me and you i don't know i imagine the listeners are too but the arena most of them yeah right the arena is the people that are willing to throw their skin in the game for it right and you're willing to battle everything that comes with it because there are battles all right. And it's not, it's not the battle. It's the next day to get up and get back in the arena. Right. Because that's the toughest part when you know, you're going to go back into a place that just whooped your butt and you have to go back in there knowing you might get your butt whooped again. Right. Like I remember I was young. I, I got in a fight in school. Right. And I hard to believe I lost.
1: Yeah, right. You always, you always, you, you said you got in a lot of fights and it right. was like to say he's lost a lot of <laughs> right.
0: hard, to, hard to believe, but I lost. And I remember the next day I so did not want to go to school. Because I knew, yeah, I knew what was going to, I knew what the talk was going to be. And there was no, I couldn't, I couldn't hide from it. It was true. It was real. It wasn't, it wasn't close. All right. And uh, I'll never forget. My dad looked at me and said, don't run from what you did. Like, don't run from who you are. Like, this is who you are right now. Don't run from that. You got to face it. Because that's the only way you can change it. And when he said that it was just a couple words, but it was so, don't run. Like, don't, you have to face this music you created. right. And if you're not proud of it, don't create that music. Right, but if you try to avoid it, you won't acknowledge that you did something that you're embarrassed of, and 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 that kind of changed my thinking of where it was like the next day I got to come back. The next like I don't have a great parenting day today, I got to come back the next day. I don't have a great business day today, I got to come back the next day. Right, and one of our big things for accountability is that we're back in the arena, right? We're back at battle, and uh, so that's something that we do with each other. There's a there's a there's a whole there's a group of us that. We, we are are one of our – there's two cries. We're warriors, right? Like, I think anybody that gets in the arena is a warrior. Right? And then, two, it's that we're back in. Like, we're back in the arena. And I know after after hard days, I'll text somebody uh, that I know is having it hard. And I say, hey, are you back in the arena yet? Right? And they know what that means. They know that they, they, they licked their wounds enough, they're scarred up enough that, yeah, we got to come back. yeah And to me, that's – it's like golf. I see I, – you play golf. I play golf miserably. But I see yeah, you play golf. I'm good. I've gotten – Nice. We shouldn't play them.
1: I had my – I shot six under – Uh, Dang,
0: that's not pretty good. That's really good. Yeah. I was like, that's not pretty good. That's really good. Uh, We shouldn't play together then. You'll be frustrated. Uh, But uh, uh, it's like this uh, golf is like one of the greatest examples of life to me. Right. Because you can have three bad shots on a hole, one good one and
1: save par. Yeah. Right.
0: That's all it takes. One good one can set you back in track.
1: I chip, I chip, I chip. I always say the par threes are the hardest holes for me. And um, I I I played. My wife and I went and played um, um, Saturday, and I I birdied the first hole, and then I I chipped in on the second hole. Right. Love it. My, you know, because you get that consistency going, right? And like you said, you know, one bad shot, and then you know you can chip it in, and it's you're
0: you're you're good. Right? Golden. Yeah, golden. You did uh, on the scorecard. It looks like you had an amazing hole. Zero. It doesn't cuts. they don't. The yeah. <laughs> nice. Me too. Smart, Smart move. Right. Yeah. Most important, most most important part of the game, putt game. But uh, the but you're 100 percent right, and that's why I think golf resembles life in that in that aspect where it's not going every every stroke isn't going to be perfect. And if that's your goal, like if that's if that's your thing, every shot to be perfect, you're setting yourself up for failure. How will you handle it? It's like my thing is like come back, just keep coming back. I love that. I, you, uh, sorry for rambling, but you said something no, earlier. You're good. You're good. All right. You said something earlier and I loved it. And I was just like, this dude's speaking to something I speak to. And you gave me like backstory to what I speak to. And I loved it. And you were talking about destiny being written. Right. And I say this to, to, to a lot of the people that, you know, the, the four and a half people that listen to me. And I said, what if, all right? You don't have to believe this. I truly believe this. My destiny is written. Right. Like my destiny is there
1: before the foundation of the world. It will happen. That's what God says. It's written before. He says he knew you before. He knows every single hair in your head and he knew you before you were birthed in your mother's womb. So.
0: Now my only job is to keep going. As long as I keep going, I get it. So it's like, I I tell someone, what if you knew at the end of this, you have a billion dollars. Would you, would you go through this fight? Would you go through this struggle? Would you go through this hard time? If you knew it, right. And everybody's like, yeah, of course. Right? I'm like, all right, good. Your destiny's written. Like whatever that is, it's there. It's it's willed by the universe, by the Lord, by everything. It's there. All you got to do is keep going. So you got to get back in the arena.
1: Yep. It's so good. It's so good. And and I like what like like what Michael said. He said, you know, lift us up, build us up, and check us to keep us up. Right. Um, I I I I love what he said about the why. The why isn't it, it isn't for the battle. It's for the next step or the next phase. And if you think about that. I, I think, and, and I'll and I'll, I'll add on to this, Michael. Is is I think a lot of people don't understand that that they they understand their why, but they don't understand their what. Okay, their what and what they're willing to do to get it right. Like, mm-hmm. what are you are you willing to, to to turn the TV off? Are you willing to take games off your phone? Are you willing to uh, spend more time in prayer with your spouse or your family or whatever that is? You know, um, it. it, it it's a gravitational pull to it's funny you brought that up about your destiny um here in 2020 the lord showed me to put a pump on punt the brakes on his permissible will and put the gas pedal on his perfect will because i think for most people they don't understand that and when you the 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 visions and the the purpose that god gives us is that i said this before you know if everybody went to heaven and everybody knew god then god would have never have had to become a man and die a brutal death right because mm-hmm. that's a sacrifice, that's destiny. That was God's destiny. He even said, hey God, if this is not your will, then take this from me, you know? And it said that he, that he sweated great drops of blood, right? So the, the the yearning of the why for him was creation. He didn't, mm-hmm. he did, it, it wasn't, it's just like what Michael said, it wasn't for him going through it, it was for what was gonna happen for us after he went through the battle, right? So it 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 was you were speaking. God was giving me this vision of of His plan and His purpose through that. And I, I think uh, I I think that's great. So so Michael, tell me a little bit about you, because here's what I know about Michael. So here's I'm going to publicly say this. What I want to learn about from Michael is is I was always told, you know, when at, that that I'm incredible with with public speaking and teaching, right? And it. and so I never really stepped into that. And then last year at Thrive my wife and I won the monumental business award at thrive in front of 1500 people. Right. And it, it, was it, it was, it was, what's that? I was one of them. Yeah. And, and it was really funny because my wife and I looked up at the screen and our picture was on the screen and my wife's like, my wife's like, what? And so we get up and then Cole puts a chair there and lifts us up and we, we, we talk and, 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 you know, the, the thing about that is, is that, That was God. God just just used that. And so one of the things I like about it is Michael is very into public speaking and teaching and getting people on platforms. So talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about the – let's finish with this. And then I want people to know how they can connect with you and reach you listen to the things that they do with you. But tell me a little bit about some things that you're doing and and how – and, and, and how that, that's, that's influencing people and how people can get speaking engagements and how people can do mm-hmm. that and what you're showing and some of the things that you're doing right now.
0: Nice. Great question. Um, I believe everyone has a story and your story uh, can impact lives, 100%. Uh, and from whatever aspect you look at it, speaking is huge. Being able to do it because there's an art to it and then, and then being willing to do it, right? Because there's a fear to it. I would say the fear in speaking is when you're worried about yourself. I'll look, I'll look silly, I'll look stupid, they don't want to listen to me, my story's not worth talking, right? It's a selfish thought. If your thought is, I get to impact lives, I get to help people, possibly, right? Like, I can, I can, I can pour into other people valuable things that they can use in their life. That's exciting, right? Like, that makes me want to do it. I'm like, oh, man, I can help? Let me help. Because, listen, I hated public speaking. Hated it. Literally failed the class, public speaking, which is hilarious because now I speak all the time. And it was because I was completely selfish about the thought of it. It had nothing to do with everybody else, it had everything to do with me. And as soon as someone said, yo, your story's not about you, bro. Like the Lord gives you gifts and gifts are meant to be given, so give it. He's like, stop thinking about yourself, stop being selfish. You say you're a team guy, a people guy, then be about that life and go spread that where you need to spread. So people can learn what they need to learn from it. So then they can go live their story and do the same thing in return and help lives. All right, and I was just like, yeah, sure. Right, like I'm trying to play it cool. yeah, buddy, good one. And the same guy sets me up my first speaking engagement. He's like, Hey, we have the speaker come to the community center. You want to come? I'm like, sure. All right. And uh, he's like, I could use help whatever, with the door. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll stand at the door. All right. Uh, I used to pretend to be a bouncer, right? Like I'm not intimidating, but I used to pretend to be a bouncer. I was more the ticket guy, but I said I was a bouncer. <laughs> uh, the, uh, and so I'm standing at the door and uh, he comes up to me. He's like, Hey, funny story. I was like, Oh, cool. What is it? Right. Cause I love laughing. He's like, the speaker didn't show up. You gotta go speak. I was like, Oh my god, that is a funny story. Right? Like (laughs) and he's like, No, I'm serious. I was like, What? So now I'm speaking first first speaking engagement is mostly kids and parents right and I have such a messed up story and I'm like no one wants to hear this right so um, and the worst oh, the toughest not the worst the toughest crowd are kids because they'll be blamely honest with you and just blunt right like some some adults will be a little coot like they'll they'll hold back a little bit they'll be like yeah that was great thanks don't hold back no kids they're just that like one. you're horrible <laughs> you're horrible what are you doing you're right? funny and, uh, oh. yeah right like what are you saying we don't understand and um, at the end right so First, I get my competitive juices going, right? And I'm, I'm seeing why kids are not paying attention to the the guy that brought me there that was introducing him and spoke first. I'm like, those are the kids I'm going after, right? Like I, I start making it a game, right? I'm like, no, I got I to gotta turn this in my favor because I'm like sweating. I think I'm going to throw up. Like, I'm like, I got to turn this into something I'm used to. So it became competitive. So I'm like, those are the kids I'm going after, right? So I went out there and I was just going at them. I was like, I know their life. I know what they're about. And I'm gonna talk to them. I'm gonna speak to their soul. And so I go and it's like 40 minutes, whatever, 45 minutes I speak, right? And at the end, I I walk in the back and I'm like, "Oh, oh my God, like I did so bad, right? Like this is horrible. Like I didn't help anybody. Right, like, right, like this is. I might have made things worse. You, for, right, people. yeah. Right? Like, I might have made this worse for everyone. <laughs> Their life got worse because of me. Right? and the one of the kids I pointed to came up to me and goes, "No one ever showed me that life is possible that way because of where I come from." I appreciate you. Thank you. And that was the moment it was over for me because of my heart was stolen. Right, like I was just like, "Wow!" And like in forty minutes, I did that. I spoke truth to this kid. One, and, then, and
1: even if it was just one kid, it matters. Just
0: reach one. Reach one. Right? You might be there just for one. Power, That's what I was the power like.
1: of one is, is mm. so powerful. I mean, it's, it's, it's a scriptural thing when it says, mm-hmm. says he'll leave the 99 to save that one, right? Like Been right, 100%. For that one, right?
0: And and think, like, it's people always laugh at me because I say these basic things, but if you got one every day, think about how many people you reach in your life, right? Like, think, think about the number. If you just reach one every day, think about the number you'd reach, like, in your life, right? If you lived... If you live just to, just to be eighty, right, which is like two years above average right now, you're reaching almost thirty thousand people.
1: Well, that means that I've in my lifetime have reached almost nineteen thousand people.
0: Beautiful, right? And that, and that's just one a day, just one. There's not saying you didn't do more, but it's if you just do one a day, it's that many people, right? And then this is this is uh, I think something we 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 don't pay attention to either. It's not that just you impact that one, you impact that one. But now how they impact they're one and they're one and their are one, one. So it's, I used to think, I, I said, when, when I first got in this, I was like, I'm going to impact a billion people. And I started going and I was just like, that's a big number. I don't know if I'll, I got, to. I to. got but I didn't have to switch how I was reaching them. I had to switch how I was viewing, reaching them, right? The framework in which I was using, I was using a direct view rather than a bird's eye view. Yes. And then seeing their, their touching, them touching, them touching, them touching. And it was all of a sudden, it was like, wow, like we can do this. Right, and
1: that's
0: awesome. And that's why speaking is so important. That's why I care so much about it because I don't care if you're in it for purpose, for profit, for nonprofit, business, care, mission, heart, whatever it is. If you're not speaking about it, you're missing people you can influence and impact by it. Right, and if we're really what we say we're about, then it's our duty to get out there and talk about it. Right, like right now, you're using a stage, you're using a platform. I won't say a stage, you're using a platform right here. This is your platform. You can reach people anytime you want right through this. Yeah, right. That's 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 awesome. Right. And it's, and when business people talk to me all the time, because people think I'm good at business and I always laugh. Right. But, uh, they, business people talk to me all the time. And I say, listen, you'll spend 10,000 on Facebook ads and not make a dime from it. Why will you spend no money and go speak on the stage about what you care about and why you have your business and why it's important to you and the impact that comes from it. And you're spending no money and you have the opportunity to reach, reach people that actually care about what you're doing. Right. And see what you're about and the story behind it. Uh, the idea of supply and demand is almost over, right? Because there's, as soon as someone needs something, there's a million people that do it, right? And so, if we really see that supply and demand, you have to be extremely lucky and right on time, right? Because a good idea at the wrong time is is a bad idea, right? And uh, so, you got to be almost extremely lucky to do supply and demand. So, how how are people deciding who to be with, right? Like, why do you pick Cole Hatter, not the thousand other people that have conferences, because Cole had a story, right? How it impacted your life, the kind of person and the life he leads, right? Like those are the things that we fall for. Those are the things that we connect to and love. So if I don't hear your story, I can't connect to you and love you. I got to know you. All yes, right. So it's um, my thing is everybody has a story that needs to be heard. And, and that's really why uh, I dove so deep into the speaking world. And when I first started in the speaking world 2011, like 10 years now, no one lets me on their stage, man, right? Nobody. listen, I have like seven teeth, they're crooked and ugly, right? I have a beard, right? I, I was in trouble most of my life, right? Like, <laughs> I, like, I had like, no one wants me on their stage when I was first coming up. I right? like, I literally had to build my own stage because I was like, no one's let me on their stage. I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta build a stage right? So it was like, I was doing schools. I was doing colleges. They were cool. I was doing community centers. I still do them. They're awesome. I love that. Uh, but it was, it was, how can we impact greater? How can we impact greater? How can we impact greater? And it was, there's something about the room. Like, you know, you know, I thrive, right? Uh, there's something about the room, the elect, the elect. I don't care who goes on that stage, right? There's, there's amazing names and there's people I never heard of, right? It does not matter. That room changes it. That room changes your life. And it's every conference I go to, the room changes your life. The people in it, the electric, the, the energy, the vibe, it all. it's like, wow, right? Like this is, it, it just electrifies you to a new level. 100%. 100%. And, and, and that's why I dove into it. And the, the, the idea, so after diving into it the way I did, I figured out how to find speaking gigs, right? Because it was so hard. Yeah. And so we take that system and like any good person in business, the hardest thing that they believe is in the industry of speaking is finding speaking gigs what do we do? We turn around and, and give that away for free. Cause here's the deal. If we can solve the hardest thing that way, imagine what we do with everything else. 100%. Right. So it's, if we, if I can give you the hardest answer first, you, if you want to keep going, cool. If you don't want to keep going, good. You have something right. Here's the, the one issue with that, that uh, I'm starting to learn more and more because I told you earlier, I'm the horrible, I'm the worst one-on-one salesman ever.
1: No, I think you're second. I'm the
0: <laughs> Right? But here's here's, here's the problem. Send them
1: a PDF and say, "If you right? sign up, sign up. Here's the right. here's the link. Just sign up. Come on." Oh, brother! brother
0: can, I can I can sell to the masses. Up. I can sell to a group of people like nothing. Like it's going out of style. One on one, I can't do. Yeah. Right. And uh, at least I'm acknowledging it now. For a while, I was still like, the ego was there. I'm like, no, I that's can sell so it. Yeah,
1: that's why challenges are great. Like, you know, <laughs> my, my friend, Jim Baker's doing a challenge right now. He has 20,000 people in the challenge. Like, nice. 20,000, right? That's beautiful. What's and the challenge 17, about? 17,000 signed up for the private Facebook group. So he's like, dude, this is awesome. At the end, I get to make one offer to yeah. 20,000 people.
0: Yes. Dude, that's, that's, that's what I'm good at.
1: Yeah, I, you, you, you make
0: me it's go one on one. give
1: value, give value, make it uh, yeah. offer. Here all you go. Right. Right. It's like it's hey, my, Michael, you know what it is? It's so funny. And then I'll I'll I'll, I'll let you I'll let you finish up. He, it's so funny. Jesus did it. He took a loaf of bread and two fish, right? And mm-hmm. he, and and people are like, well, how are you going to feed everybody, right? He's like, I'm just going to multiply it, right? I'm just going <laughs> to multiply. it. I'm want to sell it to anybody. I don't have to take any money. <laughs> I'm just going to break the bread and I'm going to uh-huh. multiply it. And then they had leftover, right? <laughs> yep.
0: It's, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's simple.
1: It's simple. So, so that, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you shared that because I think that's important to know what you do and how you give value. Um, and, and I think it's very important that you you, you said something about fear and speakers because it's about you and the impact that people can make. And I think it's very important because when you speak, you, you, you know, um, I'm part of a publicly traded company. I, I, I went, instead of making my own supplements, which I, I, I don't know if a lot of people don't know this, but I just got an honorary opportunity in 2021 to get my doctorate in holistic nutrition. And, nice. and, and, and yeah. I don't have a bachelor's degree in nutrition, but I got, because of my years of studying and teaching and being a part of all this stuff, I just had a doctor come to me and say, hey, I want you to do this one year program. And I, at awesome. first, I, Michael, I was like, I don't know if I really want to do it. I don't really feel right. like. I really need it, but God, God says in His Word, He said, "Study to show yourself approved." Right? So study, mm-hmm. study, study to show yourself approved. Never start learning mm-hmm. like my pastor says. Why do you use the word retire? Because you should never retire. You change the way you do things, right? Right. I, I don't want to retire and run off and just have all those gifts <laughs> and talents. Correct. been given to speak, right. to teach, to do those things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's super important. I love I, I love what you said about that. I, t- I took about two pages of notes and I'm glad that you said, you know, my, my wife's favorite word is that she's a warrior. She believes Not that right. God created her to be a warrior, to be a mm-hmm. warrior for him, 100%. to, mm-hmm. so that we're, that, that when people see us, you know, the, 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 to me, the greatest warrior was Jesus. Like he, mm-hmm. he, 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 and, and you know, I always say one of the greatest warriors was David, you know, because David took a rock to a sword fight, right? Like mm-hmm. he just swung a rock and, won. and boom <laughs> and, and yeah. lights out, right? Like mm-hmm. like this massive giant killed by this little boy who was just a servant. Right. And you said mm-hmm. it the very beginning. So I, I really appreciate you. I, I, I feel like I, I know you better now. I feel like I know your story a little bit better. It, it's, it's great to do these because I feel like, you know, I'm I'm this week, I'm also uh, interviewing my coach for a podcast and, nice. and and finally, now he gets to do what he thought he was going to do when we first, met <laughs> That's by, which, is, which, we'll is, which is awesome. But so, so do me this favor. Tell me mm-hmm. how people can connect with you and reach you awesome. and, and, and be a part of what you're doing. Because I think it's very important that we do that, that we, we allow people to kind of, because. Mm-hmm there's certain niches. it's really funny when I took Cole's speaker training, we were talking about Cole Hatter earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I always felt like I was called to be a great speaker and a teacher, but I, I, I used to, I used to listen to my uncle who was a master Toastmaster, right? Mm-hmm. Like he got to the highest level you could possibly get to in Toastmasters. And I just would sit and listen and I would just do what he says. You know, the old saying, that if you want what somebody has, you just do what they do, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you learn and you grow and you evolve and you, you become this person that you wanted mm-hmm. to be because you've surrounded yourself with the people that inspire you and encourage you, uh, lift you up, build mm-hmm. you up, hold you accountable. So tell All us right. how people can connect with you and, and get to know you better and find out more about your groups and some of the stuff that you're doing. Awesome. Uh, you can find me
0: anywhere, Michael Faber or the coach Mike Faber. Um, on any I'm on every unfortunately every social media platform there is now there's like a million of them uh, <laughs> I'm finding new ones every day my daughter's telling me I got to be on I'm like okay uh, my worst idea ever was giving my daughter like manager of my social media because now I'm just she's like my boss now I'm like I get told to do a million posts and now I'm she's like
1: your okay virtual assistant right she's your yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Right. It's like she's killing me but uh, yeah you can find me and like I said um, everything on mine is public uh, my profile my number my email well, if you're going through anything, you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything going on, you're down now. Uh, I'm a call away. I'm a text away. I'm a message away. Uh, you're never, you never have to face this thing alone, man. We're, we're put here to connect, to grow together. So awesome. I'm always around.
1: Awesome. And I, and, and if you guys, um, you, you know, unless, Unleash You Now is Michael's brand. So you can find him that way. Also, you That's can, he's, he, he does a lot of value. If you want to, if you, if you don't, if you want to follow people, you know, uh, if you want to, you know, you know, Un- unleash you now. It is is a brand, but it's a movement. It's a movement to be able to inspire people and give people value, and to be. Michael is, and, and I'm going to say this as we close. Michael is using the gifts and talents that God has entrusted him with, to dream, to to fulfill his destiny and his calling that God has called him to do. And I, as I said this earlier, you know, pump the brakes on God's permissible will and really just drive home God's perfect will for Mike's life and for the people that, that he brings in. So friends, thank you for listening to another session of the He Fluence podcast. It's been a great day today. I hope that this inspired you, but the only way more people get to know Michael and to listen to Michael is that if you go to wherever platform you, you use, whether it's Spotify or, or Anchor or iTunes, and you subscribe and then you share because that's what we need. We need more people hearing this information. Guys, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but I can tell you this podcast, the HeFluence podcast was to inspire people to walk in purpose. And as I said, He being God influenced me and others as that I bring on here to influence you. I'm very protective of the people that we bring on. I don't just bring on anybody. But Michael and I were talking about this before we got on about, uh, Protecting and entrusting your community. Don't just bring people in just because they have a name. Or, you know, one of, one of the things that I'm really, I, I really, bothers me is name dropping and saying, you know, it was funny when Michael was talking earlier. Um, my, my one of somebody that's came, one of my closest friends is, is Eric Thomas. And, and Eric and I have become really close. And Eric's voted every year one of the top motivational speakers. And he's kind of redirected his things the way he's doing things. He's working more with, you know, middle schoolers and high schoolers and college kids, right? Why? Because he felt like he had his season where he worked with other people. And you talked about environment, Mike. I was, I was at a small event with him and Cole in Phoenix, Arizona. And just the, the, the room was small and impactful. Like he went out in the crowd and prayed for people and hugged people and people that really needed him. And I think that that's what's important. So I hope today has inspired you like it has me. And I just wanted to thank my guest, Michael, again for for, for being on. But guys, thanks for listening. Love God, love people, and live with vision. Live with vision. Live fulfilling your destiny. Thanks for listening. God bless you all. Have an amazing rest of your day. Bye-bye.